Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. Lisa Lanier, our official attorney, is on the line for Lawyer Up. Got at least four cases here. Going to add that lady who was naked on her couch, too. Talked about a minute ago. First, though, an ongoing piece that we've had really since early in the week. Singers and actors who are both really good <laughs> at both things. And now we've had two more come in as possibilities here. You know, Cher, Barbara Streisand, Bette Midler, Frank Sinatra, Elvis was a possibility. For the oldsters. That's right. <laughs> Biggie has turned away call after call thinking we've moved on. We never have. We just will not move well, on. Well, now we're really just hitting yeah. hitting the bottom. Because remember, it started as best. It start, we've, here, we've taken best and thrown that right out the window. I think what we're looking for is somebody who's so good at both, you can't say, oh, well, they're a singer. Over, You know, with Will Smith, to me, he's clearly an actor. He did some singing. He started yeah. as a singer. Clear. Mark Wahlberg, clearly an actor. He started out with a song. I feel like yesterday we really had the cream. I agree. Cream, yeah, the, the best. Wait a minute now. Reba. As I said. Rick R- writes, Reba? Reba. Didn't she just say she had a TV show, right? For like 10 years. It's called Reba. At, but years and years of a yeah. TV show. But multiple hit songs. Oh, known much more. I always think of her as a singer. I never think of her as an actor. She's in Tremors. She's in what? Tremors. Tremors. Kevin Bacon movie about monsters under earth. I've not seen the picture. Let's go to Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> he said there's another name, Biggie. What about Miley? How about Miley? Ooh. Uh-huh. Now I think of her as just a, well, a problem. But... <laughs> A mess, yeah. a hot mess. <laughs> Seven years ago today, Wrecking Ball came out. How do you know that? Because of Miley.com. I came in like a wrecking <laughs> It pops up on my phone. <laughs> Seven years ago today. That's what you set a reminder for? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Miley's got it. I don't know. I call her a singer more than an actress, but she's got it. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever the it factor is. She has it. She has it. That's right. There's somebody else with it. <laughs> Lisa Lanier, our official attorney of this program. She does a segment called Lawyer Up. She's president of the Lanier Law Group. We join her every t- every week at this time. Hello, Lisa. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Hey, what You forgot about Dwight Yoakam. Remember in Sling Blade? Yes. Dwight is yeah, very good. Really Gotta good add Dwight that. to the list. More yeah. of a singer. Yeah. I'd say more of a singer. More of a singer, yeah. What about Bradley Cooper? You got Bradley Cooper Talked on Talked about him yesterday. Biggie, see, I see how nicely I said that. Biggie would have said, yeah, we moved on from him, Chief. Got him yesterday. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that, yeah. But clearly clearly more of an actor, though, because he's been sang in the one in mm-hmm. the one role. And, you know, and, yeah. and we don't talk about this enough, but whatever happened to Dwight Yoakam's band at the end of Sling Blade? Yeah, good question. <laughs> Oh yeah. You know, I sense he was the glue that really held the band yeah, together. Did they splinter? Yeah. Did they reunite? They, I think they would have splintered. I think they would it'd be hard to go on after something like that. Happens at the end of Sling Blade. Uh Chris Isaac did a memorable oh, yeah. memorable episode of Friends. He's in that thing you do. Right. I think thing. we've really hit the bottom. <laughs> Is he in uh in Silence of the Lambs? Isn't he in, isn't he one of the uh, detectives in Silence of the Lambs? I, mean, he has one, I haven't seen that in ages. I think he only has one line. One line. Detective Pembry. That's his line. That's his line. Silence the lamp. <laughs> All right. Lisa Lanier. Noah, let's, let's go to yeah. No, no, no. There you go. That's yeah, that's Chris Isaac. We have a lawsuit. The helicopter company that flew Kobe Bryant in the fatal crash that killed Kobe, his daughter, seven other people in the crash. They are now suing Island Express Helicopters, who Kobe flew a lot filed a complaint that claims the crash in January was caused by a series of erroneous acts and or omissions by two air traffic controllers in Southern California. So they're suing 
the air traffic controllers. The people on the ground. People on the ground. Now, in February, uh, Vanessa Bryant sued Island Express Helicopters. That's still being litigated. But this is a lawsuit against the air traffic controllers. What are your thoughts on this one, Lisa? Well, their allegations are interesting. What they're saying here is that there was a shift change. That's why they're two different air traffic controllers. And they're saying that they didn't handle the shift change properly. So several things happened that sounded, if if these allegations are true, it sounds pretty bad because, you know, it's heavy, heavy, dense fog that day. And so they were saying that the pilot requested radar assistance, meaning that, you know, it's easy to get disoriented and there's this dense fog and it was mountainous. And exactly what happened was what the pilot was apparently worried about. Mm -hmm. And so at first they said that, Radar assistance was denied, which was an improper thing. But then there was a signal given that indicated that radar assistance and radar monitoring was happening. But really, that was not the case. There was no radar monitoring happening. Then there was this shift change, and they say that nothing was communicated from one air traffic controller to the other about what was going on with this particular flight. And then so this new new controller comes on and starts asking the pilot right before the crash, starts asking the pilot over and over and over to identify himself and to identify his flight plan and stuff that he should have already known mm. from the previous air traffic controller. So they say not only did the pilot have a false apprehension that there was monitoring going on, which would have given him warning of flying too close to a mountain, also he was distracted by this, what they described as almost like a badgering, by the air traffic controller for basic information that he should have already known. So it's interesting. We'll see if those allegations play out factually. This is a government entity. It's owned or managed by the government, the FAA. Um, It's called SoCal SoCal TRACON is the entity, but it is part of the FAA. So this is a federal tort claim. It's not a private entity. But either way, if this is true, they're going to be liable for this. There's actually another lawsuit going on against a similar air traffic control incident in the New Orleans area where a very popular Fox News correspondent was killed and um, her husband has, uh, who uh, the widower, has a similar lawsuit going on. So we'll see how these play out under the Federal Tort Claims Act. Boy, how senseless. If it turns out that the air traffic controllers and they're not communicating caused this. Yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't read or I I saw the headline, but I thought, no, this can't be right. Yeah. They were just kind of grasping at something. Yeah, after hearing that. It's awful. Yeah. Would they, who would pay, let's say there's a, you know, billion, million some dollar payout over this. Is that the government would pay the helicopter company? And who's responsible? Because I know there's a question too, whether they should have even let them fly that day. It was so foggy. Is that the Island Express Helicopters that makes that call or the FAA? That was the Island Express Helicopters judgment that day because, you know, these uh, these pilots are trained to fly in situations where they can't see mm-hmm. um, very well. So, I mean, it was that was a call that they made. But so I think that, you know, this won't really impact the fact that Kobe Bryant estate has these claims against the helicopter company for those judgment calls. But it does give some sort of indemnification mm-hmm. by the helicopter company against the federal government if they sort of had a role in it, but it doesn't completely take the responsibility off of the helicopter company. Okay. Mm. Next story is about Chipotle, one of uh, I know Biggie's favorite restaurants. Chipotle. Yeah, I know, you're, I know you're a fan. Apparently, they're being accused, at least in some restaurants, uh, KDKA of Pittsburgh, KDKA-TV broke this story, that customers are going in 
And if the bill is, let's say, in one woman's case, $15.51, she gives a $20 bill. Instead of giving her back $4.49, they just give her back $4. Because they say, we, got any, we don't have they any see we're out of coins. We're out of coins. We have no change. But the accusation is now that this they is... Do. They do. Have, <laughs> <laughs> they do have, Jay. They're keeping extra money and pocketing the money. And this was a directive given from all the way at the top. Mr. Chipotle himself said... <laughs> Senor Chipotle? Make it so. That's right. And they're keeping money. So there's a class action lawsuit or a lawsuit i guess going against chipotle several people say i've you know i've paid I, one meal was eleven dollars and 28 cents give a 20 instead of getting back eight dollars and 72 cents they only get back eight dollars this mounts up over time of course lisa is chipotle in the wrong here are they going to be in trouble <laughs> yeah they may be you know I, i'm with biggie i love chipotle and it just seems like they are just they're a target you know people are just constantly coming after chipotle mm -hmm. you know poisoning people with bad food whatever you know you name it i know by that uh, <laughs> i mean they can't catch a break enough already if they're not poisoning you they're stealing from you persecuted is what i say exactly they cannot they can't catch a break and guac but, is still extra uh, yeah and they're charging plenty for their guac let's just say that dave Aiken makes a better guacamole we did a taste test in here continue though lisa i'm sorry yeah, so you're correct. They are seeking a class action status in this lawsuit, and apparently it is a pretty widespread practice. Just in Pennsylvania alone, the attorney general there said that uh, they received numerous complaints about this from customers who said, look, they, you know, they took 49 cents from me, you know, and they, they basically, um, this is not new either. Back in 2012, Chipotle was actually had a policy of doing this in order to speed the lineup, they said. So, they told they it was a corporate policy back in 2012, and they caught a lot of heat for it back then, and they discontinued the policy. So it sounds like now what they're saying is we don't have this policy because they did finally issue a statement. Mm -hmm. And they said this is not a corporate policy. We learned our lesson back in 2012, right? But they said there is this coin shortage. Yeah. So if it's true that this is because of the coin shortage, then that's a different story. If you don't have change, you don't have change. But if they are doing this and there is change, and they are just doing it to pocket the money or speed up on or whatever, then I think they've got some issues. Because under the some of these consumer protection statutes, they're going to have to pay. I would think. It would be interesting to see what the percentage of customers who pay with a card versus mm. cash. Yeah, Biggie, we asked him, what is it? You said it's, what, like 75% card now, right? Tons of card, yeah. Very, I, very. I believe it. I thought it would even be higher. I mean, yeah. you, it's. It, it, I would think almost everybody would pay with a card or you know online because ordering pizza from you. But some people, of course, still pay with cash. And I am surprised that their corporate policy in 2012, at least, was to steal money from their customers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I like how they said, "Yeah, we tried this already." Yeah. Nobody said yeah. a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's ballsy. Uh, get yeah. out there and just say, yeah, we're taking your change. We're not going to give you back the Lord. full amount. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so if they're doing it now, they're in trouble, unless they can prove it's because of the shortage of change across America. This is co coronavirus-related as well, Lisa. And gyms, at least in our state, are still not uh, allowed to open, except a lot of them are. So we were talking last week about this. My wife was telling me some gyms, they say, if you go in, they'll ask you, are you here on doctor's advice? And you say, yes, I am. And then they are prevented by HIPAA from actually asking you for a doctor's note. So they let you on in the building. And that's the loophole they're using to get around the governor's orders of staying closed. Now, are they doing something illegal or is it really a loophole? Does it really work? 
I guess I'm going to say yes because they haven't been shut down yet. I mean, a lot of gyms are back open, even though the law is they can't be here. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, and I appreciate a few one listeners sent this in. Uh, it's a great question. So apparently, uh, in the most recent announcement, the governor said that if you have a doctor's note, mm-hmm. you can go into the gym with certain safety guidelines. And so some gyms are going along with this. Some are some are not. Some are saying, look, it's not. It's too much trouble to fully staff and open a gym just for a lesser number of people. Yep. But the key with HIPAA is the gym, just like your employer can't do this, can't communicate directly with your doctor. But but anyone can, any patient can go to their doctor and say, hey, I need a doctor's note, like mm. you do for your kid to be out of school or mm. whatever, you know, or, or to be out of work. So you, the key is that HIPAA controls your privacy rights to have, the, to be the one in control of your medical information. So you can go and get a doctor's note you can present that to your gym because that's you being in control of your medical information, and that's fine. Then they can let you in, and you can exercise. And apparently, a lot of people are doing that. Absolutely, I like it. I'm ready for these gyms yeah. to do that. I'm I'm good. You have, with that. you have a shady doctor who'd write you a note? Absolutely. I just texted one this morning. <laughs> I got a couple of shady doctors. Can you though. write me a note? <laughs> do you mind just writing me? That's all I need. But do they actually ask for the note when you walk in? Do you have to, or can I just say I'm here on doctor's orders? Yeah, there's a big difference mm-hmm. between producing a note and yeah, saying. Yeah. Well, it. I think. I think according to what uh, the executive order that the governor issued, I think you're supposed to present a doctor's note, which is fine. I mean, that's, yeah. but I'm, some gyms might be a little bit more lax about that and just yeah. say, hey, are you, you know, but I think they could potentially get in trouble mm-hmm. if they don't have the note. I hadn't thought about this in ages, and it's not really germane to this particular story about gyms. But when your kids are out of school, Lisa Kelly, when your kids are out of school, do they still have to provide a doctor's note? Mine do not. No, for an absence. No, mine don't. You, you, Lisa. No, I don't think so. Those no, are. I don't think so. I haven't. I've never given a doctor's note. That's all gone. Is that just history? We used to have my parent would write a note. Back yeah. In the day. yeah, yeah. They don't do that anymore. You just miss a day. You miss a day. You know, you. But get, you have X number of days yeah, to miss. You get however many twenty absences. And Excused and unexcused. So, yeah. yeah, you're sick and that's okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, but then that's. Well, the unex- See, an excused absence would mean a doctor's note. In our school, it's just at, you get 20 absences or however okay. many it is. Yeah. Lord, I don't know. I'm an absentee dad. What do I know? <laughs> you get so many absences, you go over that and they start charging you. You know. Uh, one more quick one here, Lisa. There is a baker in Detroit, lesbian, and she got an answer. Anti- That's her name? No, <laughs> that is not her name. Excuse me. She is a lesbian. Ah. She, uh, she own, her name is April Anderson. And she owns uh, apparently a pretty famous bakery in Detroit. It's been on the Today Show. Her lemon velvet cake has gone viral. Lemon velvet? Would you try that? I sure would, yeah. You know I love a red velvet cake. That sounds delicious. Lemon velvet cake. So she's been on the Today Show once, and she is proudly uh, a member of LGBTQ Pride. She celebrated LGBTQ Pride Month. And she got a cake order from someone who wanted his cake to read. He He said in the order online, Here's what I'd like in the icing on the cake. Homosexual acts are gravely ill. Catholic catechism 2357. Which is wordy. <laughs> How big is that cake? It is, it is wordy. That's your custom. That's a lot of pipe. That's, That's going to have to be a sheet cake. That's a sheet cake yeah. right there. Well, Every inch must be covered. Yes, that's right. Well, she was offended by this, as you can imagine, but she feared a lawsuit. So she made the cake, and then she even called the customer and said, your cake is ready. She never wrote anything on the top of it because their online policy, you can't tell me what to write online. You have to come into the store for that. So she got around it that way, but she made his cake and said, come pick it up. I don't believe he ever did. I don't think he ever actually went in to get the cake. And she said on the phone he was stunned that she even was he just wanted to you know mess with her hmm. basically but the reason she didn't 
she, the reason she went ahead with the cake is because she feared a lawsuit. Now, if she had, if the guy had gone in the store and written that down, this is what I wanted the cake, and she said no, could there be any kind of lawsuit here, Lisa? Now, you know, we just recently had this case that went to the Supreme Court. It's the Masterpiece Cake Shop case yep. where this baker did not want to make a cake for a gay wedding. Mm-hmm. And it went, uh, and so the Human Rights Commission in Colorado sued him and said, you have to make this cake for them. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and a very divided court did rule in favor of the baker. So the baker doesn't have to bake a cake that goes against his or her personal, you know, deeply held beliefs. And so, you know, basically, I think she would have been okay, but she issued a statement uh, in a separate story, which I thought was good, which she said, you know, our policy is non-discrimination. And so just because this person feels differently than I do, Mm -hmm. I don't think I should refuse to make him a cake. And so she did, she did actually, she adhered to her own non-discrimination policy, which I think is admirable and, and uh, the right thing to do. Yeah. That was really, she was almost the bigger person. She totally. Yeah. And when she called the guy and said, your cake's ready. He was, he's like, what it is. My what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But that's a, you're I'm right. Sure it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got to pay extra for that piping. When you add the Catholic <laughs> catechism 2357 in there, come on. You all know that. Yeah. Who has that much time on your hands that you're going to do that to I a know. bakery? You know, call what a bakery a loser. just for fun like that, just mm-hmm. to mess around. I know. Isn't that the truth? Oh, and there was one more, Lisa, about a woman just had this story in a dim report. Uh, she was laying naked on her couch, which my wife does not allow. She was sleeping. She was sleeping on her couch. Uh, cops knocked on the door. She says, oh, give me a second. They take a battering ram, come through her house, break her door, get other people out of bed. She had a nephew and somebody else. A three-year-old there. and a 15-year-old. And and she's naked, and she starts reaching for a robe to put on. They say, uh-uh-uh, put your hands where I can see them. Then they handcuff her nude. Turns out she's in the wrong. They're in the wrong house. They came to the wrong house. The person they were look, looking for had already moved a couple of years ago. So the question is, does she have a lawsuit against them? They haven't even fixed her door yet. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So typically, it depends on if the police were behaving reasonably. There is a certain amount of immunity with law enforcement if they were, you know, if they had reason to believe that this was the right house and there was something going on. Then they have the right to do that and and are insulated from liability to a certain extent but typically in these situations where they've entered the wrong house and it's been a while you know like this two years since the person lived there they're usually in the wrong and they will usually settle and, and pay these folks damages at least they need to fix the door to the house as well as yeah. you know fix the door and probably pay her some damages for the humiliation factor oh, they did send her a couple of sacks of groceries they did and uh but she said yeah. that's not enough i want my door fixed by the way what's your policy on nakedness on the sofa <laughs> in your house lisa we don't, you know, we don't really have any nakedness. My son runs around in his underwear all the time. That's about it. That's as naked as we get around our house. I bet my son has been naked on that couch without my knowledge. Oh, without a doubt. He loves it. He's virtually at home right now. As soon as you're, yeah. you and his sister and his mom leave, yeah. Oh, yeah. his clothes come off. Hey, I bet he's taking his glasses and a shirt with nothing else below. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Frankly, I wouldn't doubt it. He loves to run around naked when we're not there. And order pizza. Ugh. Lisa Lanier, our official, uh, our official attorney here of the Two Guys Named Chris Show. She's president of the Lanier Law Group, LanierLawGroup.com, HireAHeavyweight.com. Always good to hear from you. I hope you have a great weekend. You too. Have a great weekend.